I'm Justin. And I'm Blake. And this is the How Do You Figure podcast. Blake, who is our guest this week? Justin, we are once again joined by the wonderful, the kind, the generous, the immaculate Matt Acevedo for, I think, the third time. Matt, how are you doing? Man, I'm doing great. We had a little, I feel really energized. I feel like, uh, I don't know, it's been a great day. I got to do like another video earlier today where we also got to geek out about stuff. And now I get to geek out again with you guys. And I always like geeking out with you guys. It's seriously like a blast, the cherry on top for a Wednesday for sure. Well, we love having you. Thank you for doing this. Uh, Speaking of your past appearances on the show, uh, they've been pretty Nintendo heavy. I feel Mm -hmm. like we've gotten into some like fun Nintendo stuff the last couple of times. So uh, before we get into our main topic, I thought I would keep that tradition going. I was down in my storage unit digging around and I found something that I think you guys will enjoy. <gasps> no. It is my Game & Watch. Whoa! Great. <laughs> wow! That's like original, man. Yeah, my original Game & Watch. Game & Watch. Super Mario Bros. Game & Watch. Oh my gosh, Justin, that's amazing. That's actually one of the things I I, I pitched to Blake, too, is like all the consoles, because we like they came out with all of the like uh, special editions for the 35th anniversary of Mario, and now the 35th anniversary of Zelda, which I got both. Uh, and that is amazing. You coming in with that is just... It's so <laughs> Justin. I'm, I'm just like, what's going to happen next time, dude? Like, well, Matt, I so think I don't know copy of 64... Not. who knows what's in the storage unit i don't think you know justin i think there's more units than we're aware of i did not know i had this uh i mean when i saw it i remembered that i had this um i need to go get batteries for it to see if it works yeah Um, so stay tuned for that uh also i realized that so during the pandemic I went a little like throw stuff away crazy trying to right. like lighten my load. <laughs> yeah. Uh and I threw away a couple of game and watches. What? You threw them away? <laughs> Not realizing that I think they're valuable. Oh, everything's valuable, Justin. You've got to so, hold on to this. What I have here is the Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, And I kept this one because I loved this one. I played this one. I just love Super Mario Brothers in general. But the two I threw out, I threw out a Donkey Kong uh, and something else. Uh, And I feel like those were maybe worth some money. And uh, my pandemic purging of (laughs) I just have to get rid of some stuff uh, was maybe hasty at best justin you never know who's gonna get a peacock original nintendo show now you gotta keep them all like old comic books so are are these valuable unopened or uh unopened i would say yeah i don't think open with a dead battery probably not okay good that's a relief yeah i'm happy to have my super mario brother then and uh i won't go dumpster diving for the donkey kong yeah, man. And also, I just appreciate I get in that. I got in that mindset during COVID, too. And my thing is, like, I just want to clean my place out of sight, out of mind. If I don't know it's there, I won't miss it. You know? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I haven't seen it in 30 years. 
Yeah. Uh, I can get rid of this. I tried to get rule. rid of one thing that I just couldn't get rid of, though. I bought this. It was a solo, Han Solo, like a Disney figurine of, of the new, of the movie solo, Han Solo with Chewie. And I got that from the Disney rummage sale when I was working at Disney for like five bucks. But it was like a, like a $150 thing. <laughs> uh, and I was like, I don't know what to do with this. I, I tried to give it away to everyone. I think I offered it even to you, Blake. I think at you one did. point I was like, I, I offered it to everyone. I couldn't find anyone to get this thing out of my, out of my site. So eventually I just gave it up to Goodwill and, and, and you know, so, so oh, maybe, maybe it's still there. I don't even know if someone took it because no one. I've, I'm not even joking. I asked like so many. I think my whole friends list. I was like, "Who wants this?" No one wanted it. Anyway, so I'm I, I'm glad you brought up the Disney rummage sale because I have heard legend of this. Uh, I've seen <laughs> pictures. I've been told tales. I have never gone. At one point, I had a cousin that worked at Disney as like a programmer. And I was like, you got to take me to the wrong sale. So for people who don't know the legend, what is the Disney rummage sale? Oh, it's pretty sweet. So anyone who works for Disney, uh, even like people who are, you work at like the Disney store in the mall or have access to this. And it's an exclusive uh, 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 biannual thing. It happens twice a year where uh, at the, the Glendale uh, like across the street from Imaginary in that lot, in that parking lot, they have a bunch of tents, like a, like a like a flea market, and they they do this thing called the Disney Rummage Sale. And this at this rummage sale, they take out all the things like at the Disney store. You know how they have things on stands and stuff like that. So they're getting rid of all the stuff that like they didn't sell, and like they just have to get rid of it. Uh, so it's like last season stuff will be there, but also uh, they will have uh, every rummage sale will have specifically something from like a specific like movie or or set from like a long like like a long time ago that they'll bring out like oh like like the 97 hercules disney store line or whatever they're gonna bring that back out and stuff like that so <laughs> it's an opportunity to get a, like, like um a bunch of you never know what you're gonna find there's a bunch of crap there that's even like modern you, you never know it could be like a defunct maybe like the print was like a little bit wrong so so you know on a t-shirt right it's like that kind of stuff it could be modern it could be old whatever but traditionally it's like what's ever going out of out of the disney store and stuff that's like they pull out from that's defunct and stuff that they pull out from like storage uh and you have you can go there once or twice a year and it's it's super cheap like dirt dirt cheap um you do i think it was cash was it cash only? I want to say it was cash only, um, and you had to line up early to get the good stuff. If you, if you, you would have people would like camp out for it because it goes so fast and people go crazy. But they would just throw out every like I got that figurine, dude, and, and even it was just funny because I went later in the day. No one wanted this this damn figure, this damn Chewbacca solo <laughs> figurine. It was a it's, nice figurine that I like solo. I don't know why people give it such a hard time. Yeah. I know I'm the box that. office wasn't great, but it just seems like anything from that specific movie. Yeah. You just can't get rid of. Right. Which is crazy to me. And that's why I bought it. I'm like, this is like, ugh, this is legit. Like, this is like five, five bucks. Of course I had to buy it. But that, if you guys get a chance, the rummage sale is really, really dope for really, you can find really incredible, cheap Disney product. Um, and they do it twice a year. So find a friend and have him take you. Uh, I've still not seen Solo, which is pretty wild considering like I camped out for two weeks for Phantom Menace. I got ready to watch it on Netflix one night as like a lark. And my yeah. buddy Brad, uh, Brad Walker, who's been on the show, Batman artist, uh, talked me out of it. <laughs> and uh, that was that. You know, nothing that. happens. It's not 
It's not like the ring, Justin. You just watch a movie. There's no, there's no, I, I like Brad. I think he's a great guy. I don't know that he needs to be dissuading you from film. If you watch the movie, your life ends in 12 parsecs or less. Yeah, you've got what, till the next Star Wars reboot to live? I mean, yeah. I like the idea of like a horror movie around a ring type movie that's part of an intellectual property. And it's like, well, you know, once they stop making these movies, but they just, that's why we keep making more of them. Guys, call Blumhouse. What's good about this, though, is I feel like I've heard, with friends telling me it's so bad, one of these nights when I eventually throw it on, I'm going to probably enjoy it. Yeah, like I, think I just so. watched uh, Bill and Ted 3 the other night, and I loved it. Yeah. And a lot of people told me that it was like a bad movie and like, okay, it's not a great movie, but I loved it. I think those are some old cynical friends you might have, Justin, who just can't quite let go because Bill and Ted 3 is great. Yeah. Oh, man, guys, I'm so sorry the reviews on this podcast are just they're they're talking about The Last of Us 2. What the <laughs> heck? What's going on here? I'm so sorry. <laughs> It's uh, it's fascinating, and this is actually a great bridge. Unless Justin, do you want to talk about anything new you got this week? No, uh, I was searching for some sort of like uh, segue having to do with like Bill and Ted's time machine. I was about to do one that I mentioned, and I couldn't figure out what that was. I feel like there are a lot of fans who remember a time that is gone, and uh, a lot of them are researching the very topic we're talking about today, which are Happy Meal toys, but very specifically... Now you're flying, Babo! Flying? McDonald's lets you blast off into Bobby's World, where a snap-on park turns four toys into twice the fun. Welcome, Meteor Shower! <laughs> One toy with each McDonald's Happy Meal you buy. The McDonald's Happy Meal Toys from 1994 for Bobby's World, the hit 20th Century Fox television show that ran for eight seasons. People who write about McDonald's are furious that these toys are not as good. That's my terrible connection to this. Every article I read to get history of this was like, kids will remember and uh, new kids will never know the joy of a McDonald's Happy Meal. And I was like, well, one, they just shut down the internet doing Pokemon cards. But I've been wanting to do Happy Meals and drive through meals since we started this podcast. And I've been wanting to do it, you know, behind a Patreon paywall if we ever get there. But I think this is some of the most fascinating history, something that everybody from the 70s up to the mid-2000s and beyond share is the excitement of doing a McDonald's drive-through. And I think a lot of kids in the 90s remember what was such a special and unique show in Bobby's World. Matt, tell us a little bit about Bobby's World and what made it so great. Guys, Bobby's World was about a preschooler named Bobby who was the son of of animated version of Howie Mandel and his kooky family uh, who talked f- funny Anyways, but Bobby had a Doug kind of thing going on where Bobby would do, you go through regular life as a preschooler, but then like he would have these crazy imagination adventures, you know, kind of like Rugrats, but you know, where his is like, his, he would 
be like a pilot of a spaceship or he would be like, you know, in a submarine and stuff like that. That would be related to whatever may actual thing was happening in real life. Uh, and he had an uncle who would give him noogies and Howie Mandel would do like some stand up or like some opening bits in the beginning. Like actual Howie Mandel would be, would be Roger rabbited with Bobby, uh, and uh, to give like a, a lesson at the beginning, at the end of the episodes, and I, I loved this show as a kid. I loved it growing up, and I was obsessed specifically with these Happy Meal toys, which is why I pitched this. I I I, I feel like we gotta get a little bit into Howie Mandel here before <laughs> we get into the toys and the overall thing, because this is like a very different Howie Mandel than the one that's on America's Got Talent. Yes. He's got um, hair. First off. <laughs> yes, he has <laughs> hair. Like he was he was a very popular like alt kind of stand up in the early 80s. Yeah. Like a Robin Williams type stand up. Yeah. And the Bobby the animated little Bobby character was a character he did in the stand-up. He would do the voice on stage in his stand-up. Well, I did not know this bit of history. It was a very adult, like, thing. He was a very, like, wacky kids but adult comic. So the Bobby character in the stand-up was a very kind of adult thing, but he ended up turning it into this kid's cartoon. Specifically because Fox wanted him to make a kid's show and he was like, well, I don't do kid's stand-up. And they were like, well, you got that voice. Figure it out. <laughs> yeah, they had a... Because there was a block, too, uh, of... It was this show and Life with Louie, which was also about <laughs> the comedian uh, Louie... Uh, what's his Louis last Anderson. name? Louis Anderson, right? Yeah. Yeah. On baskets uh, recently. Exactly. Yeah. So that was like a block. That was the block was Bobby's world. And I will tell you right now, as someone who was like, who was straight up a kid and had no idea about stand up in the mid, in the nineties, I had no idea who these men were. See, as, no some, as, as someone who was like a little bit older, like, and not only a little bit older, but like very weird because I was very in to like odd stand-up comedy, even as a small child, like I I may I knew and was like thought it was weird that he had like a kid's cartoon, like even as a kid, that this like I had I had snuck and seen the HBO special. How is this gonna be a kid's show? <laughs> that was happening like every Saturday morning cartoon almost came from some like hard R thing at that point, you know? That like, was the brilliance of 90s animated cartoons was they kept finding ways to get older audiences and parents to engage in that content. Yeah, well, like Louie Anderson, I feel like was more of a family comedian and made sense. And I would kill for a Louie Anderson action figure, just an old, <laughs> just a regular old Louie Anderson. Uh so yeah, Bobby's world was very weird, and I remember watching it and thinking it was very good, and uh, it showed like a whole different side of Howie Mandel, and probably 
I would say is a big step to him ending up on a family show like America's Got Talent. Yeah. And I think it's also a great lesson for all you aspiring writers out there trying to pitch stuff that you can pitch stuff your show to any network. You just got to like adjust it to the audience. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? If you can do a voice one day when you're choking on something and it sounds vaguely like a child and you work <laughs> it into your adult stand-up, one as day a network... As long as you're already famous for <laughs> being a comedian, so you get in and have the meeting in the first place. Yeah. And as long as you're willing to sell out and do something that you don't want to do uh, with a character that you've been doing for years... You can do this. You too can have five McDonald's toys. That's right. That's right. Nice segue. They still do McDonald's Happy Meal toys now. They Um, just did their whatever anniversary in 2019, and then the Pokemon cards crashed it. And I remember getting uh, some Mario ones not that long ago that I thought were very nice. Yeah, I totally agree. I went, I did, I got some of the, like, there's like, they're great figures and like the Mario one, like makes the jump noise, you know, um, when he, yeah. when you like lift up, cause has a little button on the bottom. Um, you know, I feel like for, they're not as, I, the quality, I, as someone who likes McDonald's, uh, every, you know, uh, the, I, the quality in the Happy Meal toys, it, it really, it really varies up like, it's not as consistent as it was, I would say back in the day but there are still good quality toys i think because i'll uh i'll end up picking up a happy meal sometimes for my dog uh and getting the toy is delightful like i didn't know those mario brother toys were out and like getting a luigi in the happy meal was like this is awesome dog you're getting a couple more happy meals over the next few weeks yeah yeah, and did you know there was what was I crazy about? There was actually something I was in college, and was it Pokemon? It was some they did. Ugh, what the heck was it? I was obsessed with the toys where I literally bought all of them. I want to say it was Pokemon, uh, where you could literally go up to the counter and buy the toys from from McDonald's. Yeah, so you can now do. I think that's like you can now do that. That's now a thing they do. Yeah. Um, where when we were a kid, that was not. It was luck of the draw, man. I vaguely yep. remember people trying to do it when teeny beanie babies were like the big item there. Uh, I feel like I knew a lot of people that were just like, oh, I have five of the bear. Give me the seal. Were Bobby's World your favorite Happy Meal toys? It's the one. It's I think for me, it was the one I played with the most. Specifically, um, the the one where his the car would go. It was... The shell of a car, a blue car that would go over uh, Bobby on a wagon. So you have him kind of like as, as two versions. You'd have Bobby in the wagon and you could transform him into the car. And I played with that specific toy all the time. All the time. For I think a, for a years I played with that toy. One time I lost it in our move and I was heartbroken. But eventually my mom found it and it was like, like I just remember loving this toy. He was like the main character probably because he had black hair and I related to Bobby because I was a little kid who had black hair. Uh, and and I just felt like I just put my imagination through his eyes as a kid. Um, and I, I like his, his wagon, when I remember him, like he could fly, like he would like, and the wheels were really great. I can like push them and he would like actually, you know, get momentum going and stuff like that. Uh, and I actually didn't use the car version as much. I liked the wagon part more. I remember as a kid, um, I was obsessed with that toy, man. 
Uh, and my cousin had the the one with the bi- tricycle, um, which turns into a rocket ship, I think. Uh, uh, yes, it's the little red rocket. Yeah, so my cousin had that one, and we play with each other. And I just remember I was obsessed with it. I thought it was for, as a for like a it was a good size. I couldn't swallow it. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> couldn't swallow that is it. The number one thing you're looking for in a Happy Meal toy can't yeah. swallow it. Well, after was it in the '80s when they had the Playmobil recall that almost got sued? They had to be real careful after a while. Yeah, exactly, man. And I just love this one because this is the one where he has his hat backwards too. Because he back then I was like, like Bart Simpson's, like he's got, he's cool. He's got his hat backwards. I wore my hat backwards until Gen Z told me it made me I was old. Uh, And now I just have to wear normal hats like a fool. You just gotta play baseball, man. (laughs) That's the trick. When I play baseball, when I run, I don't want my hat to fall, so I'll like. I'll turn my hat back. Matt, we both know that when you do that, it's to catch a Pokemon. The only time to grab the brim and rotate it 180 full degrees is to initiate a Pokemon battle. I'm going to get him one day. I'm going to get him one day. So I'm assuming you knew Bobby's world from the cartoon before you got the Happy Meal toy? Absolutely. Uh, for, I remember I would watch it for me. I was I'm an L.A. kid. So I grew up with Fox 11 and they had Fox Kids and Fox Kids uh, was 20th Century Fox afternoon blocks. Everyone at that time had an afternoon cartoon block, which was awesome. Um, and it would be Bobby's World and Life with Louie. And I remember specifically liking Bobby's World, not really connecting with Life with Louie. Um, and I was just obsessed with that cartoon show. And my mom, they, they, I would, I like that theme song. I would sing that theme song all the freaking time as a little kid. I don't know if you guys remember it. It was really oh, good. Yeah, it was great. I, I remember that theme song more than I remember the show itself. Hearing about these Happy Meal toys, I'm now realizing there has to be some people that saw Howie Mandel for the first time as a Happy Meal toy. That yeah, was me. I, I probably did. Yeah, <laughs> that was me. Or I guess I saw him in the show first, and then the that. But, uh, but yeah, man. Or or Little Monsters, right? Well, that was him with Fred Savage. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, this was the this was right in the middle of Bobby's run. These toys weren't like a season one or two. This was like around season four of the eight seasons. So it it was it's wild to me that it one took that long because I feel like the '90s McDonald's toys were almost exclusively promoting a new movie or a new TV show. Yeah, was, or they were just like connect this train and it'll be awesome. And it was. There was a lot of Disney at that at that time. Like Disney was doing a lot of promos. I remember. Uh, in like this time frame, you know, like I remember, like like so this this is interesting to see because I don't know if there's many other 20th century at that era that did like a promo for McDonald's. Um, I feel like for a while it was an exclusive thing. They're like the Happy Meals were maybe all Disney, or I may be wrong about that. I think they just were giving them the most money for the, a while. <laughs> I think, I think yeah. for a while, cause then, you know, obviously the start of the nineties McDonald's advertising was all Michael Jordan. And I might be <laughs> skewed by being in Chicago, but like that was all you yeah, saw. I don't remember that at all. You don't remember don't Michael Jordan commercials. <laughs> I don't I remember, remember the Michael Jordan. Nike, 
Like, I don't remember him doing McDonald's commercials. Why do you think Wayne Knight told him to get a Big Mac in Space Jam? Justin, that movie was just product placements. <laughs> it was then and it is now. But and then, of course, the Space Jam toys were yes. huge. Yes, that those made a ones big connected. Puzzle. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, you know, throughout it. Because for a while, Happy Meals, I, it was all Mattel. That was the first big connector, I think. And that was Barbie and Hot Wheel, or did I flip them again? Uh, no, I think that's right. Yeah, and that was their first big one. And then it wasn't until Star Trek, the first Star Trek movie that they did a promotion for a movie. This is all the random facts that I've gained for this yeah. episode. So now I don't know math. Uh, so... Then I think from there, it was just like, why would we ever stop doing this? And once they became such a big brand, it became part of like movie studio and video games rollouts to just be like, get toys at McDonald's. Because I know Burger King had Pokemon, which was Warner Brothers. And they had a big kid's meal. Yeah. Oh, I want to be a big kid. I remember that. I actually remember how I wanted to be a big kid. And one of those, and also like their chicken tenders back there, and were very good. Oh yeah, I believe they had Simpsons stuff. That, that would have been Fox. So like they were all crossing because McDonald's also famously had the Batman Forever glasses. Yeah. Oh yeah. Warner Brothers. Yeah, so it was all over the place. Yeah, and but how did Bobby's World end up? At, like, no offense to Bobby's World. No, no, but not taken. How does it end up? At like McDonald's and the Happy Meal, so I feel like that's like the A list kind of animated like toy deal. Yeah, and okay. I don't know. I didn't. I maybe I was a little too old at that point, but I thought of Bobby's World as maybe a little more out there than that. I tried to figure this out, and the closest I can come <laughs> because I I wrote down everything McDonald's did in 1994, and there's a gap. From January to March, there were seemingly no new toys. And then in March of 1994 was the Bobby World Toys, which was a year before the Bobby's World Super Nintendo game. So my assumption is that this was to promote that game because we're just right in the middle of the show, but we're too early for DVD sales. I can't see them doing some weird like Bobby's World's in syndication now go to McDonald's. That doesn't make any sense. But there was a platforming game around this time or a year after. Because then next in April is Sonic 3, which syncs up perfectly to the release of Sonic the Hedgehog 3. Then it's like it's perfect. And then in May was the Flintstones, which is for the movie. For the movie, which was I remember those very well because they were so weird and off-putting. This yeah. is going to also be important as we talk about like McDonald's just uh, finding their way around all of these different companies. So we have Fox Animation, 20th Century Fox, Sega, the Flintstones with Universal. Then it was the Happy Birthday Happy Meal, which was like Muppet Babies, Looney Tunes. It was a big train that connected together. Oh, and you know what? Those were all former Happy Meal characters that were on that train because i remember the muppet babies ones very well as their own that may have been the first uh happy meal toys that i really remember the muppet babies 
They were again. They were like vehicle based. There were all these yeah. like yeah. vehicle based like the, the Muppet puzzle. Babies were in vehicles. The Bobby's World were vehicles. The the marketing behind the puzzle aspect of them, I think, for a while, like. You know, not always. Like Bobby's World didn't have like a puzzle aspect or or like a collection thing. But I remember like you know Disney did like these weird. It was like the the parks and the Disneyland anniversary, and there was like like the rides with like a character on it, and you could like yeah. look through and see the ride in like a picture. Uh, and that looked like a train, and then there was like the Space Jam one where they all connected, and even uh like they. I think that that marketing is like pretty pretty solid because as a kid you'd be like, I want to get like the. I whole gotta thing. connect all of them. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. uh because then, yeah, then it goes Animaniacs starts the fall, which is obviously Warner Brothers. And then it's what you were just saying, Matt, the Mickey and mm. the Epcot friends. That's Disney. And then, and I wanted to talk about this, even though it's not Bobby's World, because it blew my mind. There is a company called Madam Alexander that makes small dolls. And towards the end of the year, around December, Uh, November, rather. I'm sorry, November, which is apparently National Doll Collecting Month. Who knew? McDonald's would do a Marie Alexander doll set. This year, they did Gone with the Wind. You know. Wait, this year? No, 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 the the year of 1994. 1994. That That year, the year we were It is a little bit better. But it's every child's favorite franchise. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine being a look at look at what I just ran through? Bobby's World, awesome. Sonic, awesome. The Flintstones, awesome. If not off-putting, Happy Birthday, Happy Meals, Animaniacs, Mickey. What a year for Happy Meals! And you show up on Thanksgiving morning, and you are rewarded a small doll. From like the hunt for the next Scarlett Johansson or the Scarlett Johansson, Scarlett O'Hara. But like those were those were the IPs back then. <laughs> Was like, Gone with the Wind the IP then? That's what you had to choose. Yeah, like I remember there were like dolls and stores of Gone with the Wind and like cookie jars and like. I guess it would have been like the Hallmark 50th anniversary, like, maybe. How old? It was that? just an IP back then. Like that's yeah. what we had. That just, was they're not even in the background of Space Jam: A New Legacy. I don't think they're that important of an IP. Movies were were not even a hundred years old yet. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it was just a rat. Like that's what we had. Wow, that's wow. That makes sense, though, man. I think that was the 50th anniversary. I mean, I'm 90, trying to... 44? 39 94? is when that came out. So 1994, 50. as I said, I can't do math because I looked at these had, like, these facts. big foot tall going with the wind dolls like in a 55. curio cabinet in our living room. Wow. Wow. That's cool, man. That's some history right there. That's some McDonald's Happy Meal history. <laughs> Could you imagine? I would have been God. furious if I got it. I probably did too. I'm sure that I got it gone with the wind doll. Like the mat, they served over a million happy customers a day. So like just statistically, I had to have gotten one of these. At that time, I, absolutely. I would have been five, a uh, very relevant year to learn about gone with the wind, a movie that now comes with a warning label. It seems like a great time to be selling it to kids. But so, Matt, did so you... how many how many of these Bobby's World figures or 
Happy Meal toys were there. I think four, right? Only four. There was the wagon that turned into a race car. There was the the rocket ship that was a that was a tricycle. There was a I don't remember what it was like a a bo- um uh, inner tube. Bobby on like yeah. an inner tube, but I don't know what that. Tra- I don't remember what that transformed into. Just like a submarine type thing. Yeah. And, then and the last was, one's a, uh, like rollerblades, I think. Yeah, but like here, I'm gonna I'm gonna share my screen and, and I'm gonna bring just this up. Bobby. Just yeah. Bobby. Here, I will show you all of them, Justin. Look at the look how great look how great these Happy Meal figures are, man. This was my Woody, by the way. Like this was straight up that one. That, see that red one, that red wagon one, the wagon with the car. That was my freaking Woody, dude. I took that that everywhere. You know, I probably wrote my name on like his foot or something. Well, you know? that was the. Bobby toy because he has like the big wheel is such a big part of the opening and the imagery. Like that's what I connect with him. It's very, very weird though, knowing this is like a baby Howie Mandel. This is <laughs> now like it is. the now Muppet it is. babies, but Howie Mandel. And that's yeah. really weird to me. <laughs> I, as an adult, I almost feel manipulated. <laughs> we haven't really addressed the fourth one and all of these toys are like a normal thing that then becomes imagination that was just bobby's world's shtick but this fourth one he's already on like sci-fi go-go gadget <laughs> ski boots that's and, so true and it becomes this big green skate so I just like in the, the first one is like a wagon and he becomes like Batman and then he's in an inner tube and he becomes a, a, a submarine. He's like James Cameron filming a documentary. And then the third one, he's like on a tricycle and he's got his rocket, all that tracks. And then you've got these like <laughs> stolen proprietary Cobra skis that become more normal with his imagination. So- I'm I'm glad that you kept bringing up imagination because it has triggered in me this I, I guess that's not Howie Mandel as a child that's No, it's a fake character imag- that he's created. An imaginary child that Howie Mandel like dreamed up to have imaginary adventures. Justin, like, I don't know if you're so familiar with the concept so of so much creepier. <laughs> Justin, are you not familiar with the concept of fiction writing where you create characters that aren't real and put them into shows and movies? <laughs> uh, but this is like, I feel like this is like, like he created a fictional child who he hangs out with. But he doesn't hang out with him. He imparts wisdom mm-hmm. to him at the end of it. Justin, you're getting a little into some uh, some QAnon territory here. <laughs> Look, I'm just, I see you, a word. Did you recently watch Under the Silver Lake and you got to find the weird codes and all this? <laughs> it's just a little odd that a grown man creates this child to have imaginary adventures. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I felt I was more comfortable with it when it was a baby version of Howie Mandel. <laughs> George Lucas created two people to kiss who were brother and sister. That's a thing that happened. 
But it's not him. He's not like he's not kissing his sister. But this isn't Howie Mandel. It's not called Howie Mandel's world. It's called Bobby's world. And there's no fifth toy where there's a shell of Howie Mandel you put over Bobby. No, there should have been. (laughs) That would be pretty crazy if there was a shell for Bobby and he turns into Howie Mandel. So were there other Bobby's World toys besides the Happy Meals toys? No, I think part of the appeal of these toys was that for whatever reason, this was kind of it. (laughs) There was a, I think there was a, there was a doll. There was like a Bobby. I remember I never got the doll, but there was like a Bobby's World doll that like, that like, it was like him. It was like, it was like a life. It was like a doll of Bobby. And I never got that one, but I remember wanting that for Christmas. But I think I was a bad or something. No, I got that. I think, what year was that? Maybe I got the N64. That's a better compromise. That's a way <laughs> better gift. Yeah. You don't you need your imagination to enjoy game. that. <laughs> did you ever play the Bobby's World video game? I never got to. I never did. Matt, like, it, you can beat it in like 10 minutes. <laughs> you played it? Oh, yeah, I I rented it all the time, but it really it's like set up like an old game that forgot that the Super Nintendo could save. So it had like password options. And the entire story was just that you're told to go clean Bobby's room as Bobby and every toy he put away would like inspire his imagination. And then you would do like a small platforming or shoot him up level around that toy but it was like you could do it in a day. <laughs> oh, I mean, if you know what? I'm looking it up right now, and the graphics look pretty good for 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 SNES. It looks. I mean, good. it had that kind of like Chipmunks Rescue Rangers, yeah, Tails vibe to it, uh, where the sprites were probably a little too big. But it did what? It's it's an old Super Nintendo game. They all still look great. I mean, yeah. Wow, I can't believe I missed this one. I, I mean. That's okay. I think it's, I'm okay. It's yeah. I think you'll make it just fine. I don't think I don't see G4 digging up the Bobby's World game to stream. But if they do, we've know who to call. Matt and me. That's right, baby. We'll we'll, we'll be there in ten minutes. We don't bring a lot to the table, but we have this. <laughs> do you think Howie Mandel still talks to this imaginary child, Bobby? I think that's who he consults with before he uh, gives someone a pass or a no-go on America's Got Talent. Now, has Bobby stayed a child or has he grown? And now Howie has like an imaginary 30-year-old. Robert's world or he's doing taxes (laughs) and the American health care is messing him up. (laughs) That I want a toys of that, Bobby. For sure. I will a hundred percent pitch that if we can cross it over with Doug. You know, I think Doug's. You know, Doug, he's cool. Is that that you said that the way like a high schooler who like doesn't want to gossip but like has some like dish is like I don't want I don't want to talk cheese man about Doug. You know, I don't want to talk. No, you don't want all those Doug heads coming after you online. Uh, do you still have the Bobby's World Happy Meal toys? I have it in a box that's at my mom's house. I never got rid of it. I know where it is. It's in a box of like I I I went I moved a lot and I kept one box of 
childhood memorabilia. It was literally one box of my most important like toys, and it's in that box in my mom's attic. I think there's also a War Greymon uh, from Digimon that was like this big. It was pretty small that I had for a cake. My mom bought it for a cake topper, and I was also playing a lot with that one. That's in there. Um, there and a Yakko from I think this one was a Carl's Jr. Yakko toy, uh, but it was like it's just a f- figure of Yakko. It was awesome. I mean, the the crazy part about that is like it was like a flash in the pan, but this show ran for like almost as long as Seinfeld ran, and there's just like not even a Funko Pop. Like there was a lot of these like cartoons like that that were on that made like 200 episodes. Yeah, yeah. There was all. I mean, like think about what went through Fox Kids at that time. You know what I mean? Like that was animated. There were some bunch of weird ones that didn't. That I feel like they they, just, they were there forever, but you never thought about. Yeah, that that's like the. I feel like everybody gets very nostalgic about the '90s, and we kind of forget things like Dog City that existed. Yeah. Or Big Well Beetleborgs was pretty popular, I guess. Yeah, Big Bad Beetleborgs. It was the knockoff Power Rangers. Yeah. Look, and I was then- just gonna say. I- I finally, fondly remember Dog City. So I don't think there's an IP you can name, Blake, where one of us isn't going to be like, yeah. <laughs> How about Super Duper Sumos? Those are some good figures. God damn it, Justin. That's awesome. I like that Fox Kids also is home to the weird science cartoon. That that was a deemed appropriate show for us. The science cartoon? The weird science, you know, the the movie about the two boys who made a woman. (laughs) Oh, right. There was a show. It ran uh, for three seasons. Wow. Wow. Which is longer than the Ferris Bueller's Day Off show, which I recently found the pilot of and is just unwatchable. But none of these had Happy Meal toys. Nope. No, 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 no. Unfortunately not. No, I told you all the 1994 Happy Meal toys. That was it. That was the golden age. It started with Bobby's World and it ended with Gone with the Wind. That was the golden age? <laughs> I don't know. Like, Look, because look, Justin, the thing is, is like after that, in 95, it's Spider-Man, the Batman Forever Glasses, Babe, even more Animaniacs, and then another Marie Alexander doll set for Wizard of Oz. Because that's... Madam Alexander. Madam Alexander. Uh, I think then, uh, I think Burger King stepped up their game in the late '90s, early millennium. Because I remember wanting, like, they had the Pokemon Pokeball toys with the the golden card for the first movie, and even oh. the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror uh, toys were really, really cool. Those were all great, mm-hmm. and they had the Kids Club. It was like they really figured out, you know they they did what like the Simpsons tried to do, where they were like, well, if Mickey Mouse is this, Bart's got to be kind of rad. So they were like, we'll take Grimace and Birdie and those nuggets and we'll give them a backwards hat <laughs> and we'll give them all problematic names like wheels. See, when I think of the golden age of Happy Meal toys, 94 like doesn't jump to mind. No. <laughs> I like I it, it, this may be a slightly different nostalgia thing age-wise. Uh, but like I think of like the McNugget toys and like toys based off of mcdonald's like characters yeah what years were those 
I mean, you you go back to like the eighties, then, right? Like the first, well, like so the Halloween pails. That's what I think a lot of people also remember. Oh yeah, I remember I that. Out, yeah, I just threw out a bunch of those when I threw out the game watches. <laughs> see, I'll find it. They did toys ah. for Hook. Ah. Oh, we did you know, an episode about that. The we Hook did? toys. Yep. Wow. You know what's crazy though? Like, like. I mean, this is a whole. Justin, you know, you know this. Uh, like, you probably know this. Uh, uh, like, this is a, this is a collect. Like, people collect these. Like, if you go yeah. to Frankenstein's, there are booths that are just Happy Meal yeah. toys. Eighty-eight you know? was the McNugget buddies. Like, so eighty-eight would be what I would consider my golden age of Happy Meal toys. So I bet there, there there's going to be a kid today that's going to look back fondly on whatever they're slinging into these happy oh, meals. Oh yeah, I mean Justin, the po- like look, they're they're still putting out stuff that is like IPs that I care about, right? Like they just did the Pokemon cards, which I didn't get any of because I'm not going to wait in a line for Happy Meals for Pokemon cards. I have enough. But of look, them. I I respect how much you guys love '94. I know you love the Gone with the Wind. Uh, so that is your golden age of Happy Meal toys, and I appreciate that. Thank you, Justin. I really I appreciate your golden age as well, Matt. You're a busy, busy man. What are you working on? Where can people find it? Where can we find you? Yeah, tell us everything. Oh man. Okay, cool. Right now, uh, you can follow me at the Matt Acevedo. Check gum talk nerd stuff. Uh, check out Mass Effect Adventum, our tabletop RPG set in the Mass Effect universe. We've had like Mark Mir on, who voices Commander Shepard, and Joven Shire from Smosh, and a bunch of other people come and guest on. You don't need to know Mass Effect to listen to it. It's just a really good, real actual play podcast. Um, and check out Ultra City Smiths on AMC Plus. We just have been working on that like crazy. And if you like weird, uh, just like detective adult humor with plus musical uh, puppet detective show that sounds amazing thanks yeah it's funny i think you guys dig it blake where can people find us they can find us on twitter and instagram at how do you figure podcast and i have a tiktok now for some of the toy stuff that's just as always blake because i made it without thinking about our podcasts um but you know find it there there's only two unboxing videos on it now and then of course we're everywhere on all the podcast apps, uh, wherever podcasts are sold, your Tower Records, your Fry Electronics, the Apple Store, Spotify. Leave us a review there, and uh, and that's it.